0: No, have anybody experienced suffering in your life? Anybody, just to raise a hand. Anybody experienced suffering? It was me. It was me. All right. Uh, let, let me let me just clarify. Um, so, if you, if 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 you don't need to raise your hand on on this, but let me, I'm just wanting to just help you out a little bit. If you've ever been. Um, betrayed by somebody? Anyone? Don't raise your hand. But oh, okay, we we got a we got hand raised. Anybody? So if you ever been betrayed by somebody, if any of you ever had something go um, not according to plan, right? <laughs> Natural disasters or somebody else's free will affected your will. Anybody ever have have anything like that happen? Anybody? Anybody ever prayed for something to go a certain way and it went a different way? oh, man, oh, come on, come on. We're about ready to get Pentecostal in here. <laughs> she, she, she caught on here. She's like, I think everybody should be raising their hand. <laughs> just Yeah, just keep, keep it up, and, and then maybe like your foot or something. And if you can do all four at the same time, like you get a prize. Today, I, I want I to talk a little bit about um, the topic of suffering out of uh, Romans chapter 5. And I don't know. You, we are going to get some uh, some slides this morning, so that's cool. It, I don't know what's going on, but if you don't get the slides, then just um, there's a cool thing. Um, there is called a Bible, and you can follow along in your Bible, or there's an app for that. So Gee, I thought that was funny, Joanna, but she always says I, those are pastor jokes. <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously. Oh, man, where to begin? Um, th- it's, it's interesting, this topic. Uh, we, we have people that are either um, fall in one ditch or, or another with the topic of suffering. And so I'm probably, probably going to poke at a lot of people this morning because y- we tend to Depending on what church we grew up in or what family or what, how we've interpreted Scripture and all this, we, we tend to, to uh, have our pendulum stick on one side or the other when it comes to this this topic. And so um, I want you to hang on to your, your britches and uh, we'll, be on, go, we'll go for a ride this morning. July 25th, 2018, I woke up that morning and uh, went to to go work out um you you guys can tell right no again i'm trying i'm trying this morning you guys are <laughs> tough tough crowd i went to i went to go work out and uh and uh, i i get up i have my um my little routine takes me uh, alarm goes off at 5 40 and uh and then i i get up i usually press snooze once and then and then get up and then uh, and then take my pre workout drink and then and then drive to, to go work out and meet meet my friends and, and we have our accountability and our prayer time and as we're in Jesus' name, right? You know, we're just, just kinda go for it. And uh, so I just had started my workout. I was at I was at the place, just started my workout and I got a phone call from my brother and I thought I thought, Oh, this is interesting. I, I answered it because it was my birthday. July twenty fifth is my birthday. And I just thanks, thanks. Just just turned thirty nine, by the way. This is the last, the last year, the last year of my youth. So what what? So I, I picked it up as my brother and, and uh and I just thought, thought it was gonna be a happy birthday. And it was a happy birthday for about half a second. And then he said, um, hey, uh, I don't know how else to tell you this, but Uncle Rick just died. Oh man. And uh we've been praying for him for, for a, a year. And uh and he had a year before that had a massive, massive heart attack while well, he was presenting. He, he, uh, not his, uh, um, he, he worked, his day job was working for the, the, the governor of Iowa, and then, and then his passion was, was ministry, and so, uh, he was presenting, um, to a bunch of, oh, I don't know, 100 or so employees, I think, and, uh, and while he was presenting, uh, he, he, he had a heart attack and collapsed and they got him uh, rushed to the hospital, but he evidently had had um, not enough oxygen for, for too long. And, um, and so by the time I got to Iowa to see him, he was in a in vegetative state. And, uh, and you have to understand, um, now a lot of us have aunts and uncles and all that type of stuff, and so it's sad, but this was my, my hero, my spiritual hero. Hero, the one that I uh, I looked up now, lots of lots of heroes um, of the faith. But um, when I was when I was 16 years old, this was this was the man that turned to me at a family reunion and put his hand on my chest and said, "More, Lord." And I felt t- to the my first, to my knowledge, that I felt God's presence for the very first time in my life. And uh, this was the one that, as I was growing up, wanted to be like him, right? And so my world my world not only his heart attack but then a year later him dying it just it shattered things um because because he's superman right he's he's not supposed to he's not supposed to die he's not supposed to die at 50 i mean there's so much more right there's like 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 you got you got at least another five years man right i mean there's so much more so much, and we could all, we we could all, man, man, look at how many more people could be saved, look at how many more, more nations could be impacted, look at how many, I mean, just like all kinds of stuff, and and my, and I'm just, I'm just crushed, and so now I'm, I'm, I'm sensing that as, as a family member, I'm sensing it as a mentor and hero, and uh, we get there, and I see him, he was, uh, uh, he was swollen and in, in some like a like a vegetative state. He had this. I don't know. I Can't remember. Exa- I don't know all the medical things, but but he was laying in this bed and they had him kind of like 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 a cooling. Uh, um, I don't know if it was a blanket or what, but he was he was in this contraption and it was just like a, like wow. And you just see him, and you just hear the the you know all the medical devices in the room. That's like the you know the the beeps and all of this, and the nurses coming in. You sit there. Family had worship music going on like 24/7, and we would just just sit there. We'd hold his hand. We'd pray. We'd read scripture. And then a year later, Uncle Rick Uncle Rick died. And uh, that'll that'll shift something for the average cat just right there. Just just a, a loss, right? And we get things ready. We go to to Iowa, and um, it, just as a family, our, our board of elders said, "Yeah, just go, take the time that you need." And we and, uh, and I I went, and and we didn't know we didn't know how long it was gonna take we didn't we didn't know when the funeral was actually (laughs) um and it kept like it was there was some weird it's just man it was crazy stuff just chaos kind of going on and all of us are trying to collect our thoughts and figure out things and um so not only I was wrestling with just the death of my uncle but then the news because he was he was a government official and worked his direct report was the governor the news started reporting some things that um that uncle rick wasn't wasn't the best guy that he was that he uh uh, that he did bad things and I was like I was like whoa now and we started realizing some of it wasn't true and some of it was and now my hero not only am I wrestling with my hero having died and my and my uncle having died but now I'm like wait a minute all the stuff that I thought about you all the things that I had been taught now right or wrong it started just going into question there started to be this fog and, and uh, um, being with family and crying and, 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 and going through emotions with family members of, of uh, grieving and anger and questioning and I mean <laughs> every everything that you could you could imagine um, I fast forward come through come through some of that time and uh, um, I come back and I i'm now i'm you come back from a time like that and then you just have to go to work right except for my my work has to do with leading people spiritually (laughs) and I, i don't you know i don't just just get to go and be on autopilot and just right like for my my i gotta come and now now be full on with people and and their crisis and their questionings and, and what's the point of life and, and you know right you know all of that stuff and i'm just like i i uh, in private you I talk to my wife and i'm like i got nothing I, I i went to the to the board of elders and i'm just like you guys got to know i mean i'm 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 booger crying all over the place and they're laying hands on me and i'm just like i i just want you to know i've I, i'm i'm empty right now I don't know if you ever felt like that, and and uh, in fact, such a such a a broken place. I even went and um, hired a a professional therapist that um, loves the Lord and uh, but uh, could help clean out some cobwebs (laughs) a little bit. And I just sat down. I'm like, like, "Fix me, brother," because I I've got I've got nothing. I've got nothing. And I don't know. I mean, it, it, suffering is different for each person and it's different levels. That, that's pretty intense right there and, and yet some of you say, hey, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll show you that and raise you one, right? You know, it's like some of, some of you are like, well, you haven't seen nothing yet, Pastor Jonathan. And then others of you are like, well, I guess what I'm going through isn't that bad because like, you just talked about, you know, his hero. And I want, I want you to know at some level, all of us have experienced suffering, and if for some reason you've missed the party, you will. You will. And so the question isn't if but when. And the question is, in fact, do you know the the why questions rarely get answered? Did you know that? The why questions rarely get answered. But you know the what questions almost always get answered? (laughs) Okay, God, what now? <laughs> what do you want me to do with all this? Some of you know what I'm talking about. You've experienced some of, some of, of that. Here's the, here's the thought today. Here's the main thought. is When we have a correct view on suffering, not only will we not be offended at God, but we will be ready for the, the assignments God has for us. When we have a correct view on suffering, not only will we not be offended at God, but we'll be ready for the assignments God has for us. There's a um, place in in Romans 5, just, just a few verses, we could have gone through the whole thing, but I just wanted to pull out just a few verses just to talk to us this morning. Romans 5, starting in verse 1, it says this, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access. Everyone say gained access. Isn't that just a cool phrase right there? Through Christ, we have gained access by faith into his grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also, come on, we glory in our sufferings. Now that that word glory... It really, it really means uh, um, we rejoice, <laughs> and this is this is one of the, like this is one of those one of those uh, passages, one of those verses where we just we kind of want to breeze by, because there's some others that I'll show you, and, and we're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, because I'll tell you what in just a second, we tend we tend to be in one ditch or the other. We tend to probably live in one ditch or the other we also glory in our suffering rejoice in our suffering come on let's go have a party (laughs) anybody want to come to the pity party over here rejoice in our suffering why because we know that suffering produces it produces perseverance perseverance And then perseverance. Now the the way it's written, there's commas here and all this, but the way it's written, it's understood then that that watch suffering produces perseverance, but then perseverance produces character. And then character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Another another, other translation say, say hope doesn't disappoint. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrated his own love for us in this While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In other words, because he suffered, there's hope when we suffer. Because he suffered, there's hope when we suffer. There are two ditches people fall into when it comes to this topic and and this is usually how usually how it goes well, depending on depending on where you where you got your theology from how you've learned scripture what family what church whatever and so i'm going to tell the ditches and i'm, I'm going to be a little um i'm going to come across a little dogmatic like i know what i'm talking about but let me just tell you you wrestle with scripture yourself okay because people have been wrestling with theology like this for centuries okay so does that make sense so, so when sometimes you hear a, a pastor speak, and you're like, oh, well, that's the truth. And I just want you to know, I've wrestled with it, and if you haven't wrestled with it, you need to wrestle with it. Bible, Scripture. The two ditches we, we end up falling into, the, the, one, the one ditch uh, kind of comes where, where we have people that say, well, suffering is from God. Suffering it, like, it, it, that must be in fact I've had people come up and just say well, well uh, you know something, something bad happens I just got cancer or, or my you know my child died or you know think of the big ones I don't know I don't want to think of the big ones but you know what I'm talking about like, like the, the, big, the big sufferings you know uh, uh, my, my uh, house got blown over or you know whatever it might be or we just had floods people got affected by floods that's a good one God must be doing this to me and so they'll say, they'll say pastor well they'll use words like this man it must be God's will it, just, it must be God's will and, and, and so what, what happens with that well then we start to, to view God in an interesting way it must be God's will so did I like, in fact they said this in the scripture did I sin or, did, or was it my parents it was, somebody must have sinned somebody must have, have messed up for me to be experiencing like this. And so we either just, we either think, think, okay, I I need to figure out what to do better so that this doesn't happen again. So on that side, people say, well, you gotta, you gotta embrace suffering because this is, this is God's will either, or if it's not because of sin, God's, what? Teaching me a, yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard that before? God's teaching me a lesson. Almost as if I were to like, go up to my daughter Kaylee and say, I love you so much, and break her arm. We, we attribute some things to God that we would get thrown in jail for. And so God's teaching me a lesson. Wow. Wow. Isn't it interesting, our view? Sometimes, we, we, sometimes we, we wouldn't view it that way maybe, but, but the way we talk and the way we, the way we uh, in, interpret Scripture, the way we talk with our friends, like it's like, oh no, you might fall into that ditch. Uh, the, the ditch oh, all on the other side is, would be this, would, would be uh, the, the reason why I'm, I'm suffering, right? Why well, I just don't have enough faith. faith. Yeah. Have you heard that before? If I just had enough faith. If I if I knew how to, to, to say the right prayer, or or right if I if I could just say the right words and oh, and and on this side it's like every, there needs to be a, a miracle and healing and, and this is like everybody like I'm gonna you know you're you're suffering and then and then God wants God wants you to be healed. How many believe God wants healing? I happen to know this man needs healing. Right, you've been praying for for, for the ears, right, or the uh, the balance. Much better. Much better? Come on. Think do you th- think, of think of the past? Come on. <laughs> How many know God wants him to be healed? Oh, absolutely. That's absolutely God's. I believe that. I believe that. So we. This is what we do, though. And usually, the Pentecostal Charismatics, those in our camp, hang out on this side. And this is good, I mean, I, I'd rather, if I were going to err on a side, I'd want to err on this side. But listen, then when suffering comes, we get messed up. We start wondering, well, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, I thought, I thought God was a, a good God. I, I, I thought, I thought he wanted everybody to be healed. I thought he wanted everybody to be whole, and, and, and I thought he wanted a, 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 at least a million dollars in my bank account, and Right? Am, am I, I hope that I hope somebody's theology is being messed up with right now. Because this is what I'm here to say. There is truth. I mean, I mean it's not always in the middle, but this time it happens to be in the middle. <laughs> there is a doctrine of suffering all throughout scripture, and there's also a doctrine of faith and miracles and healing and breakthrough all throughout scripture and we tend to overemphasize one and not embrace the other. If, as I look at it, they're two sides of the same coin. Because some of my heroes like you, Jesus, talked about it. Some of my heroes like you that wrote half the New Testament, Paul, talked about it. Some, so like Jesus' brother, James, talked about it. Can I just say that we have, to, we have to look at the... You can't just emphasize one part of Scripture and not the other. And so hopefully today, I at least leave you wrestling with, okay, God, what are you telling me? What are you, what are you trying to teach me? Because I want you to know that if you're overemphasizing one and not the other, you might be an heir. You might be an heir. I... Um, there there's a there's a place of mystery in all of this there's a there's a huge place of mystery um anybody that that comes and and teaches topics like this and says they've got it all figured out beware beware of the the wolf in sheep's clothing right <laughs> beware there's a place of mystery like um you know uh, someone comes up and says well why do why do bad things happen to to good people right why bad things happen to bad people? I mean, got, there's a lot of bad. Anybody know? Uh, has there ever been a question like that in your heart? You're just like, like man, there's been trauma, there's been crazy, there's been all this stuff going on. Why? Why? And I'm not here to answer all of that right now. I I feel like um, let me just give you let me just say this about that. Um, this isn't going to answer everything, but this this little piece might help you on your journey. Um you can't have true love without free will and choice there's in in the very beginning some people say well why couldn't god just create like a like a perfect place for us to live in why couldn't it just be a utopia why couldn't he sprinkle some of that that peter pan stuff and 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 then just make it make it all better why couldn't he just why couldn't we all just get along couldn't we live in a world where there's no war and no fighting and all this and stuff why couldn't he just create it that way from the beginning i'm like well he kind of did it's called the garden of eden but he loved us so much that he wanted us to love him back and we couldn't truly love him back without choice and so he gave us choice and it was called a tree in the middle of the garden of eden the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And and I hate to be so simplistic, but because of love, we have chaos. Because of love, we've got suffering in the world. (laughs) Because free will comes out of the perfect love of the Father. I'd love to sit and wrestle with that topic with you more, but that's, um, that's another day. That's another day. Hey, there's that. There was that verse here in Romans chapter five, and it said, "You remember what it said? It said suffering produces perseverance." Let's go to number one on your uh, on the slide here. Go to point number one. Suffering produces perseverance, um, cheerful or hopeful endurance. Suffering produces. Perseverance. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit of truth here. <coughs> um, you don't have to pray for suffering, it will find you. In fact, Jesus said it He says, In this world, you will have trouble. There's a place. Matthew twenty four, Jesus is talking to his best friends, and his best friends, his best friends really, they they come to him and they have these questions like some of you have had, and they sit down with Jesus and they say, "So tell us, like, tell us about the end of the world, (laughs) right? Have you ever thought about it? I mean, if anyone's going to know about it, it's going to be Jesus, and, and they're like, hey, we're like, we're we're close to you, we've been following you this whole time, and can you give us some insight here? So Matthew 24, and actually Matthew 25 is some parables he tells right after that 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 really are end-time parables. Matthew 24 and 25. I like going to that as my starting place for end-time theology. If you're into that, (laughs) some of you are like, please move on. (laughs) If you're into that, maybe Jesus' words is a good place to start. And so Jesus is talking to his friends about about uh, end times and 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 as it comes and and he and he says he says this to them, after he's talking about some suffering, he's talking about it being like a like a pregnant lady and and, and some of the, the like the birth pains and and not knowing when and the thief comes in the night, you know all of this stuff. And, and Matthew twenty four verse twelve, he says this. He says because of the increase of wickedness, the love of how many some. Love of most will grow cold. That just tells me that most had love and then they lost it. Hate to be super simple there. But can we just say most had love and then they lost it. The love of most grew cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And I'd love to just, I didn't want to skip this part because this is, this is bread and butter. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come. Some of you want. I wonder when it's going to happen. I wonder when the end is going to come. I'll, I'll tell you, he says it right here. He says, when the gospel is preached to all nations and then the end will come. <laughs> and then the end will come. It also tells me that uh, this is just kind of a rabbit trail um, side note that um, we could... Uh, hurry up his coming! If we don't just sit on the sidelines, if we advance his kingdom, if we help preach the gospel to the ends of the earth, if we help advance it through missions and through our next door neighbor and through all kinds of right, if we if we're part of, if we're actively a part of advancing his kingdom, um, it actually speeds up the end. The love of most will grow cold. Why does the love of most grow cold in Matthew 24? Because of pressure, because of suffering, because I thought you were a good God. I thought you were Jesus. I thought I I, I served a precious moments Jesus that walked through the park and we could just kind of skip. And he's like, No, actually, I'm a lion. And there's going to be pressure. And to the degree that you can love him and worship him through the pressure will be the degree that you keep your love and you get to be counted with the few, that's sad by the way, the few that make it and stand in the end. Oh, Everyone say Holy Spirit goosebumps. All right, you don't have to say it because you didn't want to anyways. John 16, 33, he said, Jesus talking, he says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. James 1, verse 2, he says, Consider it kind of joy. Consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of, how much? many kinds. I'm sorry, that's the teacher in me that I'm just wanting to make sure you're engaged with the Scripture and what I'm saying to you right now. Jesus. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete. I like the the translation that says perfect and complete, not lacking anything in other words i don't necessarily believe that god planned it that god designed it but he's definitely going to use it and perseverance has to finish its work so that you're going to be mature or 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 perfect and complete not lacking anything you don't want to lack anything persevere you don't want to lack anything embrace the suffering at the same time contend for miracles I want to pray as if it's going to happen right now, believe as if it's going to happen right now, and still love him when it doesn't. Uh, uh, Pastor Kelly reminded me as I was sharing my message with him. He's like, that sounds kind of like the the three Hebrew children in in the Old Testament. They say, King, our God will. He's able, but even if he doesn't, we still won't bow down. Oh, man, I hope you guys are ready. We're still just getting started. Jesus. Here's the next part of this. Perseverance produces character. And that character, the, the experience of, the proof of. Character comes out of this thing. How many of you like to have good character. Good character gets produced by perseverance. I Man, I, I love the the part of, of perseverance that I mean I mean this is this is that place where I'm just I am patiently with contentment pressing on. And then and then character comes. Perseverance is fighting the battle while you are waiting for... Oh, I'm sorry. Did it, maybe I... I think I, uh, I think I skipped. Perseverance produces character. Perseverance is fighting the battle while you are waiting with contentment. The worst thing you can do for a person is promote them before they're ready to deliver, ready to deliver from them from the trial that God is using to develop their character. Man. I don't know if it's if it's been you but there's been others right that they've that been promoted too fast they wanted to skip the process just want to skip what what what, what i'm learning and, and and we've prayed that way haven't we prayed that way lord lord deliver me right and lord whatever it might be i gotta i gotta get through this faster and we live in that world where where we believe there's some big microwave in the sky that we can jump in and press two minutes like that's how we that's how we live that's how we process live in our in our fast food culture is like we got and, and and God's hey wait wait there's this process that you don't want to skip because perseverance produces character you know what's interesting and, and we can say this in our in our flavor of church because we're uh, Pentecostal charismatic someone asked me the other day what is what, what do I tell people like if they ask what kind of church we are how do I how do I describe that when because they don't really want to use the word Pentecostal charismatic I'm <laughs> like well, say, say this. <laughs> you ready? I said, say, why don't you just tell them, say, we, we're Bible-believing, we, we tend towards expressive worship, and we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. How about that? Is that weird? No, 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 not at all. Man, so many rabbit trails today. It's all right. We're going to kill them one of these days. this is what I oh I was saying that's why I said this (laughs) the Pentecostal charismatic like you guys would understand this you know you can't lay hands on and impart character we're gonna have we're gonna have our our altars open in just a little bit and some prayer teams and things like this and don't you dare come up to one of them and say I've been struggling in character could you just uh, give me some of yours (laughs) it doesn't it just doesn't work it doesn't work character comes through perseverance and then, and then, character produces hope. <laughs> oh man! Now, I think I don't know if it was a couple weeks ago. I, I talked a little bit about faith, but hope precedes faith. In fact, it's a prerequisite to faith. Hope uh, to anticipate with pleasure, expectation, confidence. I I I enjoy the definition. The the confident expectation that good is coming. It's hope. Faith is to see it before it happens, to, to hold it, to, to receive it as if it's yours before you have it in the natural. That, that's faith. Hope kind of precedes that. You, got, you gotta have both, but man, hope, hope is right before that. Joyful or confident looking forward with expectation. Hebrews 12, 2, talking about Jesus, it says this, who for the joy set before him endured the cross mm. you watch like all of these principles play out in Jesus life he could he could see it he had hope he's like good is coming man i'm sure glad he didn't skip the process i uh i just think about Women that are pregnant with some of this, isn't it? It's interesting, the words that, that women use, I'm expecting, right? When you're pregnant, you're expecting, you're expecting. And, and I, I've never experienced it myself, but I've been around people that have. I, It's a joyful experience, but, it man, it, it's hard sometimes. And there's all kinds of things that come with it. And, and uh, I probably should have her come up and explain because I'm butchering it right now. <laughs> and, then, and then the baby comes, and it's like there's pain, there's pressure, there's all of this, but there's like all of that fades because <laughs> you're, holding, you're holding your baby, or your husband's holding your baby, and you're like, like give it back. <laughs> I did all the work. Like, just give me a moment. We're just getting it cleaned up. The baby's not here yet, but there's joyful expectation. We, um, Becky and I—some uh, of you guys know our story, and some of you are guests, or you just, or, or you haven't been here a long time—and we, um, we have six babies in heaven uh, through miscarriage and ectopic uh, pregnancies. Every one of those—I don't even—I don't know how—I'm just going to say it the way the way I I want to right now it really sucked really bad hurt hurt really bad Um, in fact it was not only the pain of of loss but then just in marriage when you walk through that together I mean um, because I'm a guy and I don't always (laughs) you know like uh, I remember one time Becky asking me like like do like does it even affect you and I'm like, yeah. I cry about it in the sanctuary, and I and I talk with my, like, friends, and we process and all of this stuff. And she's like, oh, because, like, I've never, like, why don't you cry around me? <laughs> why don't you, I, I didn't, I just thought you just moved on. And I'm like, no, I mean, learning, I mean, just an example of learning through pain that, that uh, like, even just marriage stuff and tried to figure this whole thing out with like six babies in heaven and, and uh, people saying stupid stuff. You know that, right? Well, it was just God's, God's will, God's plan. I'm like, you want to know, also know what God's will and plan is right now for you? <laughs> I'm about ready to lose my pastor license right now. All over your face. Oh, sorry. I just, I just kind of went, just kind of went, went too far. It went, 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 way too far. Mm. Sorry. I normally have a Holy Spirit filter. After six losses, um, we we finally came to see. After the sixth one, we um, we were done we found ourselves being content with, with one, one baby one child and uh, I remember us saying things like I don't know that we could experience that pain again and survive and so, we, so we, we were done whatever your theology is on that I don't know I'd just put it in your pipe and smoke it but what I would say is this we we just were done we, we were at the end. We just needed, we just needed to, like, survive after six losses, and and there, eventually there came a point where there was enough healing, and enough encouragement, and it it took a while. I don't know if it was most of a year or better, six months, six months, (laughs) took six months, and we find that we came to a place after confessing some of that stuff to each other, to the Lord, to close friends, that we were finally at a place where we're just like, I think we can try again. We talked to doctors and stuff, like, is there something broken? Is there something wrong? And, and uh, you know, you ever gone to the doctor and, they, and they're like, hey, everything looks fine. That's what happened with us. We're like, oh, so you have no idea about anything in life. Thanks. And so, but we, about six months, six months into that process, we finally became, we were just, we had enough to just kind of take the next step, and we just thought, we're, enough faith, enough hope to just, to try again. It's interesting what, um, what hope produces. Because hope produces Appointments. Hope produces appointments. I I like how the New King James Version puts this verse that we've been reading. It says this, Romans 5, 3 through 5. It says, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Remember, rejoice. Glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance, character, and character, hope. But watch this. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us proverbs 12 13 says this it says hope deferred makes the heart sick but a longing fulfilled is the tree of life now now this is what i I want you to hear something here about our situation because obviously if you've been around this church long enough you know that we have two other little girls so i i don't want you to miss um some real important truth right here it says if our hope is in the situation changing there is potential for our heart to grow sick Hope is not that God will deliver you from your circumstance. Hope is that God will walk with you through your circumstance. In the natural, there was just as much of a chance that it was going to be number seven in heaven. But we had just enough hope to walk with God through the next, just the next step. That's all we knew. That's all we knew. We didn't have a huge prophetic word that number seven's a charm or anything like nothing, Nothing like that. Just enough to go on. I'm probably butchering the story, by the way. She's sitting here like, I'm going to. That word, disappoint, hope does not disappoint. I love Robert Morris. Um, if you've ever heard of him, he's a pastor in Texas, and he, he, he talks about how um, it's, that gra- the grammar part because he was a grammar major English major and he's like he's like that's a double negative this, this is what that means in, in grammar uh, he, he says uh, how, do, how, do, how do we put it here he said hope does not not appoint it's, it, it's read hope does not disappoint he's like but, but how you read that how it actually reads grammatically is hope does not not appoint in other words what does hope do hope Hope appoints. Hope appoints. Uh, The definition of disappoint that I found said this, to fail to fulfill the hopes or expectations of someone, or to prevent the hopes or expectations from being realized. Hope does not not appoint. In other words, hope appoints. When, When you go through this process where suffering eventually produces hope, if we could read it that way. That type of hope that comes through suffering, by the way, appoints, produces, produces divine appointments. It helps you see with eyes that are not your own, eyes to see and ears to hear. God, what are you doing right now? This type of hope appoints. It it gets you ready you can actually be ready when you embrace the suffering like that. It will produce a hope and you can be ready for the assignment. You can be ready for the assignment because hope produces assignments. We were sitting in the doctor's office after six losses, pregnant, I don't know what, what appointment this was. I think it might have been first or second, and we're just sitting in there. Nurse comes in and goes through the list of, of all the questions they ask women, especially if they would consider them high risk, you know, and all of that. And, and then the doctor comes in and says, well, it looks like we're going to have to do a DNC. If, if you're not, if not medically adverse, that means we're going to have to come in and, and remove the pregnancy. And you could just feel the air, come out of the room and I grabbed Becky's hand and here we go again here we go again but you see hope appoints <laughs> and the doctor did a, an ultrasound right there just to see what was going on and it was like seconds ultrasound goes on picture on the screen and a clear as day heartbeat right there I remember Becky putting her hand on her on her belly and she, uh, before the ultrasound, and she just said, "Just show him what you got. Just show him what you got." Jesus, Aria was who we were pregnant with, and I when I say we, I mean you. <laughs> and Aria, there's there, there's there's two two. Names for Aria. I, I like this one. A long-accompanied song for a solo voice. Man, you look at her life and you look at the prophetic destiny on that little girl's life. She is a long-accompanied song for a solo voice. I, I, can't, I can't wait to see what that song produces as his voice is just declared and released over people's lives. And her name in Hebrew also means lioness, and everyone's like, well, of course. (laughs) If you've met, if you've met Aria, by the way. So my uncle... um, So Michael died, and uh, it was a year ago, this this last July. And you guys okay with stories this morning? All right, all right. And he, uh, so that year was just a lot of wrestling. You want to know one of the things that I wrestled with? Do you know how many prophetic words were spoken over his life? I mean, we had, there were hundreds of all over the nation, like, popular big name people to the to the the most hidden person like everybody was saying he's gonna rise up and he's gonna be healed and he's gonna have his voice back I mean he's gonna, all this and I mean it would, and uh it's a mystery to me one of the things I've had to wrestle with through suffering is theology <laughs> What do I believe about this now that I had that experience? Can I tell you this? You never make theology based on experience. It's really easy to do. You go to the Bible and let the Bible speak to your experience. Like this. I'm going to close with First Thessalonians 5, which is our reading in, for today as a church in our read scripture plan you will see that in your uh, um, that handout you got we just you flip to the back to August uh, was this 11th 1st Thessalonians 5 is what we were reading today and we urge you now this comes out again this is some end times stuff where, where Paul's talking he's talking about pressure and in the midst of that pressure he says this he says and we urge you brothers and sisters warn those who are idle and disruptive encourage the disheartened help the weak be patient with everyone in other words there's a lot of suffering going on and this is how you're, you you forget how to act when you're in suffering so before you're in know this he says make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong pastor Kelly and your team you can come but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. I love some of these thoughts here. Verse 16, he says, Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Verse 19 and 20 just hit me. Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. I'm just going to stop there and you can read the rest. There's so much good right there. For me, for me in that year of wrestling with my uncle's death, man, it was it was easy to start thinking, "Wait a minute. I'm going to quench the spirit cuz the spirit didn't help. And all those prophecies were wrong, so I'm going to dismiss all prophecy." I come back to Paul saying hey in the midst of suffering don't forget don't quench the spirit and don't treat prophecy with contempt and he goes on he says this he says but test them all hold on to what is good (laughs) you can't test it if you don't pull it in close I'll tell you this I don't know I don't quite understand all of the prophetic words, I, I, and I and I try not to. I, I mean, could it be that this is the shortest period of life that we spend anywhere? And there's a whole there's a whole end time drama, and, and if you believe in end time prophecy, there's a thousand year reign we'll have with Christ, and Uncle Rick will absolutely be a part of an end time drama, right? Do we? I mean, I. I Man, maybe, it has, maybe, maybe people's prophecies, would, unknowingly, they were, they were thinking of a, of a different time. Maybe, maybe. Could it be that some people were wrong? Maybe. Could it be that they saw something and, and, and interpreted it wrong? Maybe. I don't know. But what I do know is this. In the midst of suffering, I've got to remember the, Paul's words that says, don't quench the Spirit. Don't treat prophecy with contempt. Test everything. You still speak, Lord. <laughs> you still speak. Some of you this morning, you, you just you need to embrace suffering because you know it produces a hope that does not disappoint. In fact, it appoints. There's divine opportunity, divine appointments that are right around the corner. The moment you clean the cobwebs out and you start to realize, wait a minute, wait a minute, God might be using this in my life. Jesus. Could we stand this morning? Jesus. I'm just going to invite our prayer teams and I'm going to release us in just a moment and if you want to Come forward for prayer if you need to leave. I understand it's a, it went just a little bit long, but Jesus.